TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Uh, back here on Cody and Gold. Thank you to uh, Jeffrey on Twitter. At Kump KCK on Twitter. <laughs> Just tagged us. At Alex Gold. At Cody B. Tap on Twitter. At 610 Sports KC. Former guillotine league member, if I remember correctly. I think that might be true. And he he made a gif of me giving the double bird to Ravens fans. And it can mm. be used for future, anything you need in the future. Really anything that you want to tell someone, you want to give someone the double bird, you can do it using Alex's face instead. <laughs> you know? I'll have to save that one on the phone. To save that one for future use. Anytime people try to, to talk trash on Kansas City or the Chiefs or say the league is rigged. It's going to become like a new that. Diego Maradona one. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to work on the traction for that. We're also waiting for uh, waiting Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes press conference, media availability. As soon as that happens, we will go out to Arrowhead and you're not missing anything uh, when it comes to both of them as they head to Las Vegas on Sunday afternoon. It's another busy week, obviously for them, but they've got to be, there is no one more used to this than them, right? At this stage? Oh, I mean, just this whole week. You know, the, the way they go about still game planning like they're playing Sunday and the travel routine and the opening night, like they're used to, okay, we know what, like a lot of the guys on the team all know what the opening night thing is. And, and for the few who don't, know, it's just like the way we talk to Drew about how used to we are Radio Row at this point, which is, it's fine, Drew. The Chiefs go there every year. Here's the things to expect guest-wise. Here's how the setup will be. It's like the most ho-hum thing to describe once a team is completely used to it, right? And that's what it feels like for a lot of this stuff. I like how comfortable the, the Chiefs are. Not that the 49ers are. They got plenty of guys who have been there. Kittle and sure. was Bosa on their team last time? I believe so. So Kittle, Bosa, Debo. I don't know. It's probably about the same number. Their secondary is a lot different. That's the biggest change. You know, they, they have Ward. Richard Sherman was member. He got burnt big time. Oh, Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman. That's who Sammy Watkins beat, right? Correct. Oh, yeah, man. Richard Sherman got Richard burnt. Sherman. I forgot he was even on that team. Okay. That was the end of Richard Sherman's career. Sammy Watkins put his career in the grave, I guess. That was definitely the moment where you're like, okay, all right, he just doesn't have it. Anymore. <laughs> it doesn't have when Sammy Watkins burnt him. Yeah, but Look, Sam, at Sammy some point was next week, are we gonna go like real quick? At some point next week, do we want to relive the twenty twenty Super Bowl again or are we just focused on this one? Do we want to go back and do Jet Chip Wasp and Damian Williams? game ceiling run and some of the big plays sure that came out of I'm it? sure we will spend some time on it next week a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come up. Jet Chip Wasp is an all-time play in Chiefs history, so it'll, it'll get brought up, I'm sure. 
Absolutely. Patrick Mahomes will be asked about it on opening night, I can promise you. And the 49ers might be asked about it. Because, again, the mic'd up. Go back and watch the mic'd up segment um, from that game. And George Kittle was great. The whole mic'd up. I mean, he seemed a very likable player and all that. And you, his reaction to the pass, like, and just almost in awe of, of Patrick Mahomes a little bit, but also just, you know, the feeling of defeat, too. But I, I thought the mic'd up stuff, maybe we, we can bring some of that back next week. Yeah, it's been a little while since we relived a game. All right, let's go out to Arrowhead and hear from Andy Reid. All right. Um, as far as the injuries go, uh, Charles Aminahue will be out uh, with a torn ACL, and then um, Tooney will not practice today. So um, making progress, not counted out. We'll just see how he does. Everybody else is uh, ready to go. Look forward to the challenge of playing the 49ers. Uh, heck of a football team, obviously. Uh, Kyle does a a great job with that group and um, Steve Wilkes uh, has been a head coach in the league but is a really good defensive coordinator uh, likewise and um, and then Brian Snyder um, is our special teams coordinator he does a good job and Chris Furster and I go all the way back to our college days he's a um, ex-Colorado State offensive lineman so old WAC conference shout out to them um, but he, he does a heck of a job with the offensive side. So, um, again, with that, time's, time's yours. Andy, I, if memory serves, last year, McCaffrey had just been traded to San Francisco. And the first game was against you guys. What impresses you about now the ways that they've been able to figure out how to use him in different ways compared to that first game when they were just kind of given him? Yeah, sure. Kyle's one of the most creative guys in the league. You knew he was going find, to find ways to – uh, maximize him, uh, the different tools that he has. McCaffrey's got phenomenal tools, uh, can catch, block, uh, run. I mean, he does it all. And Kyle's exploited even more than what it had been before. So, Coach, is there a comfortability factor playing at Legion Stadium that you're familiar with? Well, I'd say yes, but we're on the home team side. So <laughs> I don't know that side. Uh, uh, but. I mean, we've been there. I, I'm not sure that matters in, in this game. It's, you know, it comes down to the execution part of it. But, uh, uh, and, and really, when you play in the Super Bowl, there's that constant buzz, that noise is constant offensively and defensively because of the crowd being split. So uh, that's what you've got to make sure that you, you handle. Yeah, so Brett Veach does the, the hard stuff. I mean, I, he just, he, he gives them to me and asks me to reach out to the guys, but we knew him. <laughs> uh, Drew, we knew firsthand because of how good he was with the Chargers. And, um, and he's done all of that here. Um, you know, he's developed a great relationship and rapport with the, with the linebackers in that room and with Steve and, and Brendan. So, and flagel. So they, they, they've all worked on, and, and Drew had to want this uh, to get him up to par just on the, the defense. And he's, thank goodness, he's a real smart guy. So he, he uh, put that Notre Dame education to use uh, in learning this whole thing and did it, did it quickly. How impressive was he Sunday? 
Yeah, sure. He did a great job. You know, he's, he can run. He was a safety in college, so he's got he can run now, and uh, he, he's used to open field tackles and doing that. And I think that benefits him, uh, and it did it did Sunday. Yeah. Do, do you anytime you're with free agents, do you send emails like telling them, hey, by the way, we go to Super Bowls pretty regularly? Is that a common occurrence, or was that specific to Drew? Um, no, I mean each guy give it's more a text than an email, so. Yeah, so listen, we, we understand the, the reasoning behind it. I mean, we get it, um, uh, and understandably so. So, I mean, we've, we might not be the prettiest uh, bunch, but we, you know, we're going to battle, and um, that's kind of been the personality of this team. So I don't think it bothers. It doesn't bother us. We, we understand, so um, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, well, they've they've started to do that. There there are a handful of guys that are full time uh, right now. Um, we've got Bill for this game, Vinovich, who's season um, official and referee. So um, and they mix the crews for for the playoffs, and Bill does a great job of uniting everybody and getting them together. Um, so. Um, I, listen, I know the league is doing what they can do on that on that phase, and and they're gradually getting more guys that are uh, doing it full time. So, uh, Coach uh, Brock Purdy, I know kind of first on the season last year, in the show, he's had two comeback wins now in the playoffs. <clears throat> Coming from behind once, you had the box that quarterback sneaky double check back when it's not all going your way, but then also doing it in the playoffs. Is that a Yeah, listen, he's a heck of a player. I, I remember specifically one of the Saturday afternoons uh, watching him in college, and I remember the head coach saying, this guy has changed our program. So changing a program, that's something that's you know big. And, uh, um, and, and that's what he is. I mean, he's doing that in the National Football League. And last week he did as much with his legs as he did with his arms. So he, he ran the ball well. He's a good football player. He's smart. Got a great feel for things. Yeah. Andy, you guys have been in the spotlight for a while and continue to be. And I know you're mostly in the bunker, especially now. But I, I seem to recall you getting recognized in Italy a few years ago. And I, I wonder if, elaborate on that a little bit, but is that also the most unusual place you've been recognized? Yeah, well, you don't expect that. I, I don't. And, um, but. There, there, there are a lot of Americans over there. You don't put that, and they were having a basketball tournament. So I walk out of the hotel the first day, and there's a whole youth basketball team, and um, so they, they knew, and then you're not hiding anymore. So that's. And they were yelling at Mahomes, weren't they, or what were they? Yeah, they, yeah, they loved Pat. They know they, you know, they knew all our guys. So, but obviously Pat, Pat's one. Of, He's got the face of it, so. Was that the, indeed the oddest or most unusual place? That... Yeah, I would say so, yeah.
Yeah, so I'm proud of him because he, um, he played well for us last year. This year, he had a couple drops in big situations. Um, didn't hang his head, didn't lose confidence, kept battling, working with Pat. Um, and, you know, he, he just he kept it going, figuring that it would turn around. And um, here he comes up with these, these last two games were huge catches, very similar to what he did last year in a couple of the games. And um, so I'm, I'm happy that he, for him, uh, most of all, in that, um, that he was able to kind of recover, or whatever you want to say, from, from what was going on earlier. Andy, what told you that he was going to come through on the other side, that, you, that if you stuck with him, he was going to? Yeah, he's smart and he's a hard worker. So, um, and that's, as long as you're, you know, you've got skill mixed in with that, then you, you have a chance. So, but he, he's going to work at it. And, um, you know, he understands that you can go into a slump. Sometimes that ball looks big, sometimes it looks small. And, uh, and he worked through that. Um, did a good job with it. Andy, to bounce off that, not just with Marquez, but just with anyone on the roster, just what's been the key to evaluating uh, guys' mental fortitude to know that they're going to come in and be a hard worker and just gradually do the right things in this system? Well, I've got good leadership, um, not only as coaches, but uh, in the locker room. Uh, you're not gonna, um, uh, you know, you're not gonna dog it with Pat Mahomes going full speed, Kelsey going full speed. I mean, you're just not. Um, they're not gonna allow you to do that, first of all. And and then you watch them, and you watch how they practice, and you know, you, you know it's not a fit if you, you can't do that. And then, you know, Brett's not gonna bring in guys that, you know, the, the dog. So. Or, jog or whatever you want to call it. You've been to the Super Bowl a bunch of times now and a couple of organizations in four out of five years. Is it still feel as fresh? I mean, you certainly can't take opportunities like this for granted, right? No, you respect the opportunity. I respect the opportunity of being a head football coach in the National Football League. I mean, Vahe and I started way back when we were both scrub buckets, man. So, I mean, uh, to have the opportunity to do this um, is a real privilege. And, um, you know, so I've, every day I cherish it. And so this moment, yeah, you cherish it. You last, last the two teams standing. So, and very competitive business. Let's go three more. Nate, we'll start with you. Yeah, sure. Well, he grew up. He grew, grew up with a great mom, who's an example to him for that. Um, she's in the business, and um, and so uh, and then he's a smart kid. I mean, he he gets it, and he's mature. So you, you figured he would. That's not the only thing he could do. I mean, you figure that he, he would find something that he wanted to do and go do it. You, you have confidence that uh, that life after football is going to be okay for him. Yeah, sure. No, that's uh, that's great. 
I encourage it hasn't affected his play and or the time spent making sure that he's playing good and um, and so I would encourage that. I mean, I've, I'm I'm all in with him. Last two, Neil and Blair. Yeah, it's a tribute to the, to their strength um, as a group, um, welcoming in new guys um, uh, with high expectations, and and still making it work. Um, not pushing anybody out the door because maybe it started a little slow, and um, or even that they started slow, they didn't hang their head and and kept pushing forward. So that that develops. I always sit there on that first day of a training camp and tell you every year is different. Every team's different. Well, this one's different than any of the other ones, right? So, um, and it, they've grown together, um, which is which is neat to watch. Last one. Um, follow up on Vahe's question about recognition. Uh, appearing in the commercials, has, you know, changed that for you at all? Do you find people outside of football recognizing you more because of the, you know, the appearances on State Farm and others? Yeah, probably. I, yeah, I'd probably say yes. Yeah, uh, you know, I, um, when I get when I get out there, you know, so I'm not <laughs> not out much, but uh, I'd say yes. I mean, I, that, that's uh, yeah. I'd say I don't I don't want, I don't want to stand up here and sound like a movie star because I'm uh, that's a. Uh, uh, I'm not very good at that, and I'm, but I appreciate people enjoying nuggies. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a SAG card? A what? A SAG card? No, I don't think I do. No. <laughs> All right, guys. There you go. That's, uh, that's Andy Reid joking about his very popular commercials, the nuggies. Let me get some of those nuggies. And no, he's not part of the Screen Actors Guild that he knows, knows of <laughs> at the end there. Uh, on the football side of things, he confirmed what we all knew already, but confirmed Charles Menehue did tear his ACL. Of course, he's done for the season. Said Joe Tooney's not going to practice again. We all expected that. Still uh, not ruling him no, out. No, yet. not yet. Um, and I guess he was there's no second and third opinions. I guess yeah. there's no reason to. Um, and then sure. he didn't mention Willie Gay, which tells me he's going to practice. But he didn't mention Sky Moore. But I'll say this: before you think that means he's definitely on the field, Andy does have a habit of not mentioning players who are currently on the IR as it relates to how they practice. Because he doesn't think he has to, right? Like, he doesn't need to update you on his practice status. He's still in the injured reserve. And they haven't acti- activated his his window. So you just don't think it's Well, they did. They did open his oh, window. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Now, we're, it's, week, it's on week one or week two now, I believe, of that. All right, let's go back out there and hear from Patrick Mahomes. Maybe this is still possible. Um, I think I saw more from within the building. Uh, just how hard guys were working, um, how guys were taking it personal uh, when we were losing games and going through that stretch. Um, you, you kind of know uh, how guys, how they react after games if, if you're going to be in this spot or if you're going to have a chance to be in this spot. And guys weren't happy, and they were putting in the work to get better. And that's what you need in order, whenever you go through adverse times, is guys to continue to work and to continue to get better. <clears throat> I mean, if you, watch, if you watch the receivers every single day, I mean, they're, they're catching on the side when the defense is up. They're catching after practice, catching before practice. Uh, I remember I was walking to lunch one day and Sky's out there just catching by himself. I mean, that's just those guys have that that mindset of they're going to continue to get better, and that's been out throughout the whole entire team. It's we're not wasting any moments in practice. where guys are working on the side. We're trying to get better, and uh, we're not going to let that slide this week either. We're going to try to do the same thing going into the Super Bowl. Patrick, that Justin Tucker thing before the game. 
How did that impact you? Uh, not, not really at all. I think guys were just ready to, ready to play regardless. So uh, we just kind of kept it going and uh, kept it moving. That had happened with him before, right? Um, we, we, not to that extent, but uh, we have had that same issue. So we just got to figure out how his warm-up routine and my warm-up routine don't interact. <laughs> Yard penalty. It, it, it defies a plan when, when you guys are going to get out there. Um, say that one more time. I lost. Said you were going to be out on the, the field. Had he missed that kick, you know what you were going to do. Yeah, I, I was going to chase Travis and just get him back to the sideline. You know, so <laughs> we, that would probably been the, the best decision. Um. I think for some guys, for sure. Um, I mean, we just haven't had that that aspect, so I kind of lit a fire, I think, under some guys, uh, including myself. But um, at the end of the day, it's playoff games. I um, mean, you want to win. I mean, you, this is this is what you kind of play for. And I think that fire would have been, regardless if we were under the dog or not, that fire would have been lit because this is the time of year that you work for and you put in those hard practices for. And I think we have that mindset. If we're going to practice the way we do and we're going to work the way we uh, work, we're not going to let it slide by. And we're going to make sure that we maximize our opportunity every time we're out there. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a it's a mixture of everything. Uh, I mean, I always want to be aggressive. I always want to take chances. Um, but just knowing when to do that, when is the best opportunity? And you, I mean, you saw a couple in the second half where I, I let it go downfield. We just didn't hit on them. Um, I think we just got to execute at a higher level in the second half after watching the film. Um, there were still some chances there, but when you don't execute versus a great defense, um, uh, drive stall out, and that'll, that'll be very similar to this, net, this next game we're playing. I mean, that's a great defense that we're going up against, and then we're going to have to be really high execution, kind of like we were in the first half, um, but negative plays will stall drives out, and, and they're a defense that will, once those drives, you have negative plays, those drives won't uh, end with points. You said you, you when to go downfield, when to do that. You seem to have an amazing ability to know the game situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just um i think it's uh we have these meetings uh, travis hates them where we have these meetings where we go over every single situation every single week um and we just go through them they're long repetitive meetings but we, we actually show film from games in previous years or previous weeks and and they talk through the different stuff um, and it, it gets repetitive, but I listen and you, I ask questions and I, I try to figure out every single situation for every single game. And um, you saw in the Super Bowl this last year, I mean, if we were having that drive and you want to score points, but as the, the clock started running down, um, that last drive of the game, I, you, you start letting the clock run a little bit more and try to see if we can end with the football. And um, it comes from those meetings. And even though guys are in there and it's like an extra meeting that takes like an hour on a, on a Friday or Saturday, whatever it is, um, those little things are what kind of get you to this spot. Um, and so that's why I enjoy it. Um, and I know the guys do, even though they get a little bored and, and tired in them. Chelsea seemed to be particularly Just in general, what does his energy do? What does it bring to you and also maybe the rest of the guys? Yeah, I think it brings a ton. Um, it's the energy, and people don't even see it at practice. I mean, the energy that he has, the, he, he wants to take every single rep. We have to, like, get him out of practice um, just to give him a, a rest, and he wants to be out there for every single play. 
Um, and I think that mindset, when you see the, the, the Hall of Fame tied in and he wants to be the guy working the hardest, it raises everybody's standard. Um, it raises the standard of how you practice. It raises the standards of how you prepare. Um, because you know that guy um, that's, that's done at the top level wants to continue to do it every single week, every single day. And, and at the same time, he has a great time doing it. And I think that shows that you can work extremely hard and still have fun uh, coming to work every single day. Patrick, obviously you've been successful in domes throughout your career, played in Legion, you have lost, home of the Raiders. How come you're so comfortable in the dome and, and you're the whole team this time at their place? Um, I, I don't know. I just, I just like playing football. So it doesn't matter if it's minus 30 or if we're in indoors. I'm just going to go out there and try to play the best I can. And I'm sure quarterbacks will tell you that it's easier to throw the football when it's in perfect conditions. So that's probably why. But for me, it's just going out there and competing. I forget, though. Yeah, I mean, you learn. Um, I think you learn the good and the bad. Um, and, and he's got, he's been around, I think, other coaches as well. So he has different ideas that he brings. Um, and you can see that last year and you can see that this year. Um, and like you said, I mean, I think he just knows what he wants now. He knows what situations, like, let's have a play ready. And like at the end of the game this last week, he makes me do a, a little sheet where I, where I do, I pick kind of plays for certain situations. And that was on the sheet. He went right to it, picked that play, gave it to me. Uh, we were comfortable. We went out there and executed the play. And so it's just stuff like that. I mean, whenever you, when you go out there and I mean, he had success as a coach and then he had some times where he didn't have as much success and he learned from those times. Um, and he's came back and he's been a, a better coach, I think, um, because of that. And so uh, that's what you have to do in this league and, and coaching, playing, whatever it is, is you, you learn from your successes and you learn from stuff that you don't do as well and you try to be better the, the next opportunity you get. Matt, uh, Patrick, what's the value of this week in terms of preparation for all the craziness of next week? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we're pretty locked in this, I mean, both weeks, but you're really locked in this week. You want to make sure you get the whole game plan in, get all your questions asked and answered. So next week when you're reviewing, you can just go on the fine details that you might not have the chance to, to do in a regular game week. And so um, I'll have that mindset all, all through practice. I'll make sure the guys have the same mindset. Patrick, Bobby showed uh, some of your workouts that you do that kind of helped you uh, prevent injury with the with the matter of week when it came out your legs. Just what does that say about your preparation? And you know, when some folks see quarterbacks or whoever doing like some weird workouts in the off season, that it actually pays off. Uh, so I think he showed that for everybody, but that was really directed towards me because I hate doing all that stuff. And every time he does, it, I'm like, why am I why am I doing this stretch right now and everything like that and. Then he gets an opportunity like that where he shows me, he's like, see, this is why we do it. So now that'll be a staple in every workout I do. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we, we try to prepare for everything. Um, and uh, he's done a great job of adapting and learning um, from stuff that I've done in my, my career and, and preparing me for those moments to try to keep myself healthy as I possibly can. Because I, I mean, the, I always said the best availability, I mean, the best ability is availability. And um, you want to be out there. And lucky enough for us so far, knock on wood, we've been able to have a lot of healthy guys out there. And we want to play our best football um, in the Super Bowl. And that's what we're going to try to do. Those moments happen often for him and you. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he always gets me doing stuff that I, that I don't want to do. And I, I know he wants the best for me, so I'll do it. Um, but uh, there's definitely some times where I'm like, man, we're, we're on two hours of working out. Like, let, let me go, up, go upstairs and just, and just hang out. And so it's, uh, he, he, he pushes me uh, every single day. Yeah, no, I'm definitely there was times throughout the season where we had to take him out. I mean, he didn't want to, but we, we had to get him out to let his body heal. And, 
it, it wasn't like his mind wasn't there, but you could just see his body. It wasn't, it wasn't moving the way that, that it always moves. And I think, like you said, just having that rest, I think just having more time from when the original uh, injuries kind of happened, um, you, could see his, you could see now his body was getting back. And uh, we felt really good going in, even to that Cincy game and kind of after that. And, and, and going into the last week and getting that rest and coming into playoffs, you could tell his body was getting back to the, the true Travis Kelsey. And so uh, um, I, it was definitely good for him. And uh, hopefully we can keep that thing rolling, not just this game, but in the future years as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's they've been such di different seasons. I think that's been the biggest thing. The last time we tried to go back to back, we won like I think we were like fourteen and one going into the last week. Got the rest, lost that game, and then kind of rolled through the playoffs. And it's never easy, but it, I mean, we played well, and it was kind of like, oh, we're just gonna do it again. We're gonna do it. We're gonna go out there and play again, and we we got we got our butt kicked. Um, and so this year, it's been completely opposite. It's been a it's been a struggle throughout the season, and we've had to continue to get better and better. And that's what I've always preached. Um, but I think the, some of the losses kind of forced us to like we have to continue to get better and. Um, I think now she's not being satisfied with getting there. I mean, it's, this is a great football team that we're going up against. It's going to take our best football, kind of like it's taken the last three weeks that we've played. Um, and so we have to do whatever we can to prepare ourselves this week of practice and next week of practice to be ready to go. And I know it's Vegas, and it's a lot of fun. But for us, it's, it's a business trip in, in the true sense, and we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it. Um, and I think that has to be the mindset uh, starting today. So we'll go last week with Todd, Sam, and Bobby. Go, Todd. Patrick, you practice, you love to play in the game, inside, outside, whatever. You've been to this game more often than not in your career. I wonder if you could take me back a couple of years ago when you guys lost the FC title game. What was this couple of weeks like for you as someone else was preparing for the Super Bowl? How, how down were you and how much did that motivate you to not have that again? Yeah, no, it's, it's tough. Um, luckily enough, I've been able to go to the Pro Bowl, but I mean, even going to the Pro Bowl and just sitting there and it's and you're, you're sitting there and you're like, man, I, I could be preparing for the Super Bowl. And, and you, you, you take it as an honor, um, but you're just sitting there and it's tough and it's hard to watch the game. And I know, like, I, my buddies, I know the last time we were in it, my buddies had, like, a Super Bowl party and they wanted everybody to come over. And I was just like, nah, I, I can barely, I'm barely going to even be able to watch it. Um, and so I watched it at home just with me and Brittany. And I kind of had it on and I would kind of walk off and walk back just because I'm a fan of football. But it's, uh, it's, it's tough. And to get that close and not get in the game and – I know it's tougher to get in the game and lose it, so I'll try to keep keep away from that as well. And so those are those negative uh, moments are kind of what stick with you the rest of your career. Yeah. I mean, I'm like that every week. Um, I go, I mean, I don't want to go through the whole entire thing, but I, I have, a, I have a, a set amount of games that I watch first, take notes on, um, and then I, throughout the week, I watch either a game or two a day, um, and then I watch every game plan, a scouting cut up week half, third down, red zone, uh, two minute, four minute, kind of on those certain days throughout the week. Um, I have, I write all the notes of all the game plan. I go through the install stuff, and it's uh, it's pretty much the same every single week. And I know what I need to get done that day, and then I do that. And having this extra week, I'll have it all done before we even leave for Vegas. But then I'll go back uh, during the week of Vegas and just go through those same things, reread everything, and make sure that I'm in that same mindset I'm always in. When you say reread, it's your own notes that you're taking. 
Yeah, so there's notes that the coaches give us, and I, re I write them down. I'm, I'm big writing it down. It like, helps me remember it. Um, so I'll, I'll write it down, and then I'll rewrite everything again. And then, then this week, I'll probably rewrite it one more time while I'm in Vegas. And that stuff sticks in my head like that, and that's something I've done my entire career. Patrick, one, one question and a quick follow-up. When you were in Germany, did you ever actually encounter any ads featuring yourself in them, whether it was... I saw some, I saw some, but I, I never left the hotel, so I, I didn't get to see him in person, but I saw pictures of him. And it, with that, I, I do wonder if you have any sense of being a global figure. I mean, do you, do you, from what the, the attention on the Super Bowl, from all you guys have achieved, mm -hmm. in, in what ways you might feel that? Um, I think I, uh, you feel it a little bit. I mean, I think the commercials probably help out a lot, um, but and, and the run that we've been on. Um, but I think in, until I actually go around the world and see that different type of stuff, I, I don't think I'll, I'll realize it enough of, of the impact that we've had. Um, but uh, I do pretty good in, in, in Texas and Kansas City. I know that. <laughs> All right, that's Patrick Mahomes speaking uh, to the media before the team heads out to Las Vegas this weekend. I, I thought one of the more interesting things he said uh, was not about him. It was about Travis Kelsey, something that we've kind of alluded to and everybody I think throughout this this playoff run has seen, which is uh, not like Kelsey's energy level, but referencing how big it was to to give him that week 18 off yeah. and how, you know, they said, hey, I practice. The guy just wants to practice every single rep and you can't get him off the field. But, you know, sometimes you got to step back for a second and now they're they're seeing the benefit of him being fresher. I mean, it's been so evident. Feels like next year, just give him that, like other coaches do it. I know Andy doesn't do it. Pract you know, he doesn't practice. Veteran rest days. or whatever. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Just, just give him one day off. It's not a big deal. Just give the man one day off a week. I want to go back out to Arrowhead because someone that Nate Taylor said maybe is the best off-season signing in the Brett Veach era is at the podium. That would be one Drew Tranquil. You know, you dream of this as a kid. You want to play in this game. Um, this is the pinnacle of the football world, um, the biggest game and the biggest league um, in the world. And so um, to, to look back on that text from Coach Reed, it's, it's, uh, it's something to laugh about, but it's, it's crazy. It's been a long uh, you know, eight months or I guess 10 months since, since that moment. But um, we've put a lot of hard work in, and we're, we're super excited for this opportunity. How much of it? Yeah, it's incredible what this organization's been able to do um, when you talk about stacking years on top of one another. We felt it early in the season. Like when you're the defending champs, like you're getting everyone's best every single week. Um, I know when we played the Chiefs when I was at the Chargers, it was like like we were ready for that game. And you circle that game and you want that game. Um, and to, to see what Coach Reed and Brett Veach, um, you talk about our ownership, Clark Cunn, everybody in those decision-making roles and our coaching staff and the players. To be able to do it year after year after year, it's tough. It's really, really hard. Um, and to be a part of that this year is um, an experience and something I'll never forget. Can you repeat that? Yeah, I mean... Um, Winning is the goal in this organization. And when you lose, um, there's a very specific way we go about winning and losing. Um, and it's the same week in and week out. It doesn't matter if it's the preseason, the regular season, or the postseason. Uh, the methods for how we uh, deal with and correct and, and make corrections um, is really sound here. Um, and they've got tested methods that have worked. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things I take away is 
um, you know, you look at the postseason and all the excitement and hype that comes with that. Like, as a player, it hasn't felt any different for me from the regular season. I think our coaching staff has done such a good job of keeping our routines, our practice habits, our meetings uh, the exact same. And so preparation, just you kind of stay in your flow. Um, and so they've done a good job, whether we win or lose in that regard. Drew, uh, Travis Kelsey seems particularly pumped up last week. Yeah. Before the game afterwards. Um, what, what, I know you're not on the field at the same time. What does his energy do for you? Well, I think you have to have tremendous leaders, especially at the player level, to win in this league. And that's anywhere. That's business. Uh, that's sports. Um, and so there were – Coach Reed kept trying to get – talk to our team, whether it was before the game or halftime, and Travis would just cut him off with a big yell. And he'd say, yeah, that sounds about right. Let's go. And um, he does that for our team, and we're very thankful to have him. You learned anything about him after a few months now as a teammate that maybe you didn't know from playing against him? Um, when the tough gets going, he's he's ready. In the in the wise words of Marshawn Lynch, he's about that action, and uh, he uh, brings it each and every week and um, turns it on, especially when the lights are bright. He's pretty irritating to play against. He's just hard to play against. He's super challenging. He's unconventional in what he does. Um, his body movements, the way he's able to get open, whether it's man or zone, um, he just presents a lot of challenges. He's big. Got a big catch radius, um, and so he's, it makes defending him very challenging, um, both as a player and probably as a coordinator as well. Speaking of guys that are challenging, like what impresses you about the ways that they deploy Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, even the slot as well as the run game, everything. Yeah, Christian's as dynamic of, of a back as there is in the National Football League. Um, you know, people would say he's not the biggest, but he runs with incredible power. Um, it's very evident if you throw on the tape, he's running guys over. His stiff arm is vicious. Um, he's a weapon in the passing game. He can run the route tree. Um, he's elusive in space. Uh, like I mentioned, powerful at the point of contact. Um, and so he's going to be uh, he's going to be a big challenge for us to stop. Did you know much about I didn't know uh, much about him at all prior to coming here, and I've I've really enjoyed being teammates with him. I think it speaks to this organization and then and the quest that they're on, um, you know, bringing in good players, whether it's through the draft or free agency. Um, and Brett Veach is one of the best at doing that. And, um, you know, Charles, Mike, and myself, and all of our other free agent acquisitions and guys like P Mike Pinnell, who we've brought on, you know, midseason and, you know, drafted guys. I think everybody's kind of bought in to the championship culture here and, and what Coach Reed sets forth um, and what they preach on a week to week basis. But, um, you know, you just try to come in and develop a role for yourself and do the best you can. And at the end of the day, everything's about winning. And, um, and they emphasize that week after week, meeting after meeting. Um, and so whether your role is big or small or medium, like uh, you feel valuable and important when you're here. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a strange play. Um, and watching it on tape, like you go back in your head, like to being on the field. Um, and I just remember coming on the blitz. We had a zero pressure called, and Justin's free off the edge. And you hear a loud thud, and that typically means the ball is somewhere bad in the air. And so you're looking for it, 
and then all of a sudden I just see a flash of purple go by my left eye and I see Justin running too. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And my wife last night, she's like, why were you jogging at first? I'm like, because I didn't know where the ball was or what was going on. She's like, shouldn't you be running full speed? And I'm like, yeah, probably. But I had to find the ball. I didn't know what was going on. And um, I finally see Lamar catch it. And I'm like, man, I got to get this guy down. And so I just tried to accelerate and, and got him. Uh, man, he's such a good player. Drew, Drew just, uh, you know, well, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the Chiefs being underdogs this season. But, you know, kind, kind of you as well, taking that villain role, you know, you kind of have a squeaky clean image, but, you know, uh, with Buffalo and then kind of some, you know, that, that, that football aggression kind of comes out of you. Has that always been in you or is that just something that kind of just rose out of you? Late in the yeah, I have a, when I, when I trained back home with my trainer, Scott Prohaska, we, uh, we talk about like an alter ego and I feel like you have to have that a little bit. Like, you know, I feel like I'm a family man, like first, like obviously I got married to my high school sweetheart and we have three kids. Um, and there's a little bit more of a gentle spirit that you have to take on when you're in the house, but that spirit doesn't work when you're between the white lines. Um, and so we say, I'm Clark Kent, but I got to play like Superman. And so when it's between the white lines, it's certainly in the moments after the game, um, you're kind of in that headspace where you're looking to dominate the guy across from you. And it's fun bantering back and forth with the fans and getting everybody excited. I mean, it's football. It's one of the greatest sports, uh, the greatest sport in the world. And um, just trying to have fun with it. Is your your family see that and uh, kind of kind of be like, well, we didn't like this kind of surprise us, or they seen this just kind of throughout your whole career? Yeah, they'll ask me. I'll, I'll get in the family group chat after the game. They'll be like, what were you saying to that guy? It looked like you're, you're trash talk. You really trash talk? And I'm like, oh, I try to. I, I don't know how good I am at it, but yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, my wife, Jackie, my son, Elijah, our oldest, and then uh, my brother-in-law, Henry, um, were all there. And uh, it was a really cool moment to, to be able to be on the field. And my son brought his Chiefs ball in there. We were to throw that around a little bit. But, um, you know, those are the moments you, you think of and dream of, and they're always better um, than you could ever dream of. Just kind of going back to PJ's question, where you're talking about having that alter ego, is that a a little bit of an identity for this defense? Because I think we see that from Justin Reed. We see that from Trent McDuffie. We see that from LeJarius Sneed, some of those guys, too, where they're pretty gentle, even in LeJarius' case, fairly quiet off the field, but got some dog in them once they get between those lines. Yeah, we just want to be a ton of dogs out there. Um, Lamar said, I think, a few times this year, like we, like, like, we just want to play ball. And I think that's when this defense, when it comes down to it, like, we just want to play ball. Like, we want to get after it. Um, we really believe in our leader, Spags, um, and the coaches that he has in place. Um, and there's sometimes in football, you know, whether it's been high school, college, or professional level, where you're just like not sure about a game plan. Like that has not happened this year one time. Like when we go into a game, we're like, this is going to work, and we just have to execute. And um, it's exciting to go out there. We got a really good group of guys. Great. I know uh, here the reputation's always been kind of offensive. I mean, you have a Patrick Mahomes and the last stop. Yeah. The defense has really emerged this year. I'm, I'm curious, did you feel a moment where you guys were the story this last game? Feel a moment where that confidence, confidence was there, and does it build on itself as you go? You start to realize how good you guys are. Yeah, I think a big moment for us this season was uh, our Germany game versus Miami. I mean, Miami was. They put up 70, 70 or 73 points on the Broncos. They were the number one offense in the NFL by a mile. Um, and you look what we did in that first half, shutting them out. 
they had a couple big plays in the second half. But I think you know we knew we had something special, and to go out there and get that done um, on an unconventional week in Germany, where your sleep schedule's off, like we knew we had some dogs, and we knew we had you know we knew we could do something special. Um, and we talk about it all the time. Spags talks about it. It's like you you can't look in the rearview mirror. Like what we did to Baltimore last week does not matter if we don't show up next Sunday or two Sundays from now versus the 49ers, who are a terrific offense led by Kyle Shanahan. So um, it's another opportunity, man, and we're we're certainly looking forward to it. I'm sure everybody wants the, the easy way through the postseason. That's why you play the regular season. That's stretches and things like these. But you guys almost played the hardest possible road for another three seed. Is there an appreciation for taking the rocky road and having to face a six seed that could have been a two and a three seed and a one seed? Yeah, my uh, my son and my daughter they go to preschool, um, and they had a little parade for. We have a couple players that have kids that go there, and uh, we were talking to the kids yesterday at the parade, and uh, just thinking back on the the postseason run we've had so far. It's like we beat Miami. Nobody, everybody was kind of counting us out there. Thought Miami would come in and get the job done. Buffalo certainly the story. They thought us going on the road wasn't going to happen, and then, I mean, nobody gave us a chance against the Ravens. Ravens were playing great ball. Um, you know, we have an unbelievable test in front of us against the 49ers. But I think when you play good football teams and you come out on top and you're able to kind of build some momentum, like it, it calluses you a little bit. Like it makes you, it's going to be a tough, hard fight. Um, any good game against two opponents is. And um, I think, you know, we're building up that callus to, to go win this thing. All right, that's Drew Tranquil, who just after one year in Kansas City, I think quickly becoming a fan favorite. He's been fantastic this season for Kansas City and where would they be honestly without him considering all the injuries uh, and to get him to come over from the Chargers and then talk about a perfect story he signs a one-year deal he's playing in yeah, the Chargers perfect. he's not you know he's not sniffing a Super Bowl over there he comes here in year one the text message that we talked about yesterday where Andy Reid told him what did he say think red and, and Super Bowl or something yep. like that and for him to be in a Super Bowl in this first year with the team uh, and turn out to be a, a home run type of signing for the Chiefs has been Phenomenal and funny to hear him tell the story about his wife watching the film and asking him, why is he not running? Why are you jogging? Why does something Lamar <laughs> catch that pass? I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. Thanks, Drew Tranquil's wife. I also was wondering that in the middle of that play. All right, coming up next, though, let's get into what one player on this team has not done since the postseason started and why it's a very good sign for his career. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... 
two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. About 10 minutes away from the random question of the day. Also, there's a chance we'll hear from Travis Kelsey. We'll bring you that if he does, in fact, step up to the podium. Don't forget, though, with the big game right around the corner, you want to head out to Jefferson's in North Kansas City and Lenexa. You can use code 610SPORTS for 15% off your online orders for both carryout and delivery. Limit one per customer, minimum order of $40. Wings, big game. Come on now. Come on. Wings, big game, perfect Logical combo. pairing. Yeah. Jefferson's, our friends over there. Don't think you're uh, missing his beer. Yeah, well, they, got, they have that there as well. You know, I don't think you can take it to go, but they got that covered. If you want to go in the restaurant during COVID times, that was the last time we were just yeah. like taking open container drinks some places, out of doors. Um, some well, places in like New Orleans or something. Different, there's but. some cities that have like you can do a little more to go stuff than you used to be able to when it comes to liquor. And by the way, I was just told from Drew that Travis Kelsey will not speak today. So, OK, no Travis Kelsey today. Thanks for the heads up. Travis, maybe you'll talk tomorrow or next week or Monday night. Yep. You know, Monday night, opening There'll night. be a big crowd around his podium. Oh, dude. I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to tell you right now. I know we're there for coverage, and we got to try to keep I'm not even going to try or you to get, get there anywhere right, near Travis Kelsey. I right can't win when, that battle. Right when the door opens, you go there, and if you get into that section, you're just going to be stuck there the rest of the night. Yeah, that's the only person um, you're covering. Yeah. Now, that's because it's not going to just feet. be NFL media, we know. I mean, you're going to have TMZ and every weird random publication that covers gossipy stuff trying to get, we already saw it's the most credentialed Super Bowl ever. Think about that from a radio row perspective, which right? means credentials for, for thing, opening yeah. night too. Whew. GQ is going to be there. Of course. Have that's the fine. That's even minor compared to some of these other ones. You I know, gonna, I was going to say the messenger, but yeah, what happened to them? Right. They went belly up, didn't they? I, yeah. I In the last so. 24 hours or something. Wait, I mean, God, wait. Wasn't the messenger the, the one that had the inside scoop for a while on all the Travis Kelsey stuff? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they, they, were they were the, the first ones to report everything. the Taylor Swift Way stuff. back in August, in September. And, yeah, I guess they they the whole site shut down or whatever. Yeah, you're right. God, they were the ones. I kind of forgot about that. Been a little while since we. Yeah. Since I, <laughs> since I thought about the original start to the Travis Casey, Kelsey Taylor Swift stuff, because that seems like a lifetime ago. You heard uh, Patrick Mahomes a little while ago talking uh, about just this season, and he was asked about MVS and the trust that he has and you know the long year that it has been, but here they are in the Super Bowl again. And one of the storylines all year was about drops with this team, and whether it was sure. MVS, Rasheed Rice, whoever, everybody, frankly, dropping the football. They're coming off a game in which, for the first time all year, nobody dropped a pass. First time all year. Was this game like... 20? Yes, yes. They have played 20 games. <laughs> Heading up on 21, maximum allowable per season. That's right. Um, no, look, I I really do think when you look at the drop stuff, one, as a team, I'm not completely burying it because they led the league in drops this year by a pretty good margin. But for one player, I think with Rasheed Rice, it's kind of dead. I'm not here to tell you he's never going to drop a pass ever again. That's really not the point. <laughs> or that Travis Kelsey never drop a pass ever again. It's just... When you look at his emergence and his development throughout the year, this is the piece of the development we haven't talked enough about. Over the course of the year, it's obvious. They use him more. He runs more routes. He's lining up in different parts of the field. You see the production. You see that when you throw him high volume, he can be a high volume producer, which we've seen. But this part got thrown under the radar because he started getting yards and started getting touchdowns, and you stopped thinking about the drops because the drops are gone. He's got 23 targets this postseason, zero. He's caught every single pass. 
that that, that was in his hands. Okay, you got it. You know, there's a there's a, a bunch of people right this second that heard you say that. They're like, well, I'm never supposed to mention I, good I, things on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. Sometimes it's like, wait a second, you got to bring up the positive. But there's somebody listening that's like, oh no, oh no, oh no, look what you've done. No, he's been sensational. And Cody, it's not just not dropping passes. He's making contested catches, like really tough. It's not yeah. the yards after the catch. I know that's the highlight Those stuff. Those have been there all year. That's the highlight stuff. I, I get it. But he's making at the sticks, a man, you know, draped over him, catching tough contested passes right there for first down conversions. Like big time NFL catches. And that to me is the biggest part also for him. And the confidence that he has to have. The rest of this, you know, the rest of this season, therefore now the Super Bowl, based off of how good his year's been going. There was something I had mentioned to Danon that I think is really important because you and I, I don't know what what exactly it was. When we got maybe week twelve or thirteen, I told you we did a topic on the show that I said, Hey, I'm not worried about Rasheed Rice, the playoff performer, because pretty much he's had that thrust on him now. He's a rookie, he's the number one option on a team that's fighting for a Super Bowl chance. So he'll be able to handle the pressure. Yeah, okay, I can say that, but that did not guarantee anything come postseason time. That when the lights got brighter, everyone got faster, the stage got bigger, that Rasheed Rice would be able to hold on to the same level of play. Good news, he is. He's got 223 yards. He's got a touchdown. He could have had two touchdowns if it wasn't for the hold call in the last game. He is elevated. He is elevated come postseason time, something I wasn't, I thought could happen. But it's not like it was ever a guarantee written in stone for us, Alex. The drops are such a big part of that. Just being able to catch the football can go a long way sometimes, especially for a team that had three things that killed them in every game this year. Penalties, drops, turnovers. They've got zero drops in their last playoff game and less per game than at any stretch during the season. Zero turnovers in this last game and only two in the postseason so far. And one was meaningless, right? And then, and the penalties are way down. Can't have zero penalties in the game. That's dreaming. But when you look at the case, Rice is right at the center of the, like, hey, we're solving our problems. The confidence level across the board, when you go on the road for two games, as a team, as an individual player, especially if you're a rookie, has to be through the roof right now for this team. I mean, from the fan sentiment, too. I mean, you know, first it was just go on the road, period, and see how the tackles handle themselves. And, you know, it's Mahomes' first road game. Then it is okay. Go go on the road and do it against the you know the best defense in football at the time for sure. a lot of people, and against Lamar Jackson, who's going to win MVP. And for this entire team, like the confidence level as a fan, Nick Allegretti. If Joe Tooney can't go, I think I don't know anybody that's not confident that he can't handle his job. He was fantastic. You know, if he can't, if Joe Tooney can't go, confidence that Rasheed Rice can get through a game in big moments and not drop the ball and come up big plays. Confidence has to be through the roof if you're a Chiefs fan about what he's doing. Travis Kelsey, oh, is he actually older? Is he just you know, maybe a little banged up? No, he's playing like a Hall of Fame Probably tight just end. just a little banged up. Playing like tired. a Hall of Fame tight end again. Now, maybe I guess the new concern is what do they look like without Charles Amenehu? Fair, but you still got Chris Jones and Carl Loftus playing at an elite level. And Legereus Sneed, no matter what wide receiver literally on earth is thrown at him, doesn't matter. He shuts him down. It's nice. It's a good combo of players, it turns out. <laughs> This might be why they got to the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> yes. That this be- combination of good <laughs> might be why we're heading to Vegas in a couple of days. Don't want to say for sure, but it certainly does feel that way. All right. Let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. 
For you, Alex. For you, Drew. Over on the text line, 913-586-7610. I feel like I'm in trouble whenever Cody says Alex. Yeah, in, and you, Alex. I call you Alex sometimes. It's always. It, it's not all the time. It's always. It always catches me off guard a little bit. And then I'm like, That's oh. your name. It's a very serious. Yeah, but we. But on the, the way, that'd be like me calling you Tap all the time. You'd be like, why are you calling me Tap all of a sudden? <laughs> People used to, I guess, when I was younger. But I never really went by that full time. Nixon. So. Nixon. Tap is a perfectly that, easy last name to call him, people. That. That People was, call it Nixon. Yeah, that any was of us who thing played sports school. or any well, team that's definitely a sports immediately becomes one hundred percent. And then people just add the Y to the end or whatever. You know, like yeah. I don't know, people call you Tappy. No, that never stuck. <laughs> Nobody Nixon called me also doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, that does not. That sounds like an insult or but something. But you know what I'm saying? Like people, Esky. Yeah, Goldie, whatever. Well, that was like, a, that was a Ned thing for a while. That's a shortened version of your name, <laughs> and then adding the Y at yeah, least on that. Go other ahead. One. So <laughs> I'll save the one I had for today for yesterday because I saw this news and I want to know something before we're all getting ready to fly on Sunday, which oh. is, you ready to save a life? Huh? Are you ready to <laughs> save a life? Well, when you're in the exit row, you get asked, "Are you ready to help out passengers?" Just you know, on the <laughs> way home, we're both on an exit row. I'm asking that question because an unlikely person saved a life. Possibly on a plane, and in a way, the chief saved a life. If you missed this story, it's a woman on a Southwest flight. She's from Baltimore to Phoenix, has a medical emergency. Blood pressure was low, required oxygen to breathe. Man jumps up, pops up out of the aisle, says, hey, could it be her blood sugar? I have a diabetic testing kit. They test her. They get her stabilized. She gets home safe and alive. That person, Mark Andrews. Really? The tight end for the wow. Baltimore Ravens is the person who just randomly was like, hey, think it could be your blood sugar? I have a diabetic testing kit and saved a life. So if Mark Andrews can do it after losing the AFC title game to the Chiefs, I think the three of us need to be prepared. Maybe get brushed up on the Heimlich or how to use the uh, the AED machine. We should, we should brush up on our life-saving techniques. You want us to just randomly have a diabetic, like, test kit and stuff with us, even though we're not diabetics. Is that what you're saying? And learn how to yeah. use an that, AED? That, well, I, I've actually had a lot, lot of businesses that. actually do This business through, actually trained people on it. Went through a training. Yeah, we unfortunately were on the air during said training, so I actually it was did about not. about a week after DeMar Hamlin. Do we have time? Yeah. Well, yeah, do you even do that? No, there are places. It's like an afternoon, dude. They train you in like an hour. Oh, that's it? Yeah, I thought it was more complicated. Yeah, the text line points out, I think you should be more concerned about sitting exit row and make sure you know how to keep the short, make sure the door stays shut. Someone says, man, the NFL script is getting crazy. <laughs> well, think about it. Does this lady live if Mark Andrews wins the game? Or is this lady just on a plane with somebody who mm. doesn't have a diabetic test? That's not a script thing as much as it just, you know, things happen for a reason. Luck fate, is weird. Fate, fate, yeah. fate, all that kind of stuff, right? That's what that is. But I hear you. How poor, like if somebody said, hey, look, someone has to do it. You're giving chest compressions. What are the odds are you think you'd get it right? I would say that 50, person. 50? I would say that person is in a big, big, big <laughs> trouble. Person's in trouble. Yeah, I've had to at least at one point in my life Look, go it, through the training on the. It's been a long time on the AED machine. Which, by the way, it's step by step with photos. So that's that, what I've heard. Look at that all, one. In you're all okay. serious, this, but if you have to get chest compression, you got a problem. And it, in all serious, more of us, and this includes me, like should all know how to do CPR and all that. I, I it's something mm. we should all. And we, we did talk a lot about this after the Demar Hamlin yeah. stuff last year, and those AED devices specifically. Like every school in the country should have those. Every athletic facility, really everywhere should have them. Yeah. And they're very expensive. I understand that. And there's been efforts to try to lower costs on them and all that. But I mean, they, they literally save lives and all that. But uh, someone says gold will just be staring forward on the plane. I have headphones this time because I'm finally going to use the. Oh, right. The, Moving on I'm, fi- I'm finally going to uh, use the, the new headphones I got during uh, the holidays. We joked about the, the AirPods or whatever. So, well, that's yeah, right. You I got. I actually, this is the first time I'm in a really, I've had them on, but like truly I haven't traveled since I've had them. So 
I'm looking forward to actually having some some good headphones. You know, Drew, this is actually a backup random question for you. Hmm. Okay. How do you like to travel in a plane? Because I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you my move. I like to get through security, put on headphones, and never see any of y'all again until we land in Vegas. And it's not it's not against you. It's just my preferred method of travel is to zone. just get through it. Put on headphones, zone out, watch a movie on my phone or whatever, move on with my life. Call it a I was day. actually thinking about this the, the other day. Going. I was like, I wonder how you guys fly. Like, I, I, I was Gold's thinking a little about chattier. It. He doesn't mind the conversation or a little airport chat. Sometimes they're strangers. No, I don't. A different vibe. I, I don't go up. Let me be clear. I don't go up <laughs> to people and just start talking. But if they start a conversation, I have. We had a very nice conversation with a couple on their way back from the Super Bowl in Phoenix. We are, our flight was delayed. We started talking to them. It turns out there's someone that listens to the station or whatever, and they they work for a company. Anyway, it turned out to be a good thing. I think you talked to them. Like I, I sometimes if like people start talking to me. I start sliding the headphones back up. <laughs> Cody did. Like, I'm like, Cody definitely, after the first two words, look, put his I'm headphones just, on. It's not to me. I just, not for me today. So I don't know how normally, you try. I, I, I am normally a headphone person. I, I'll, I'll put them on, and I'll be in a zone, and I'll do my own thing. Granted, I haven't flown I haven't flown with anybody in my life that I remember besides my wife. So normally, uh-huh. her and I would just to be able to chat or whatever. But any, any time I've traveled and flown, I've been by myself. So I'm generally... That person, I'll put on headphones. I, I get on. I get on the plane, sit down. As soon as we're, if we're, as soon as the plane starts pulling away, I've already got my headphones in. Yeah. I'm listening to music. I'm zoned yeah, out. So the my bags time. under the seat, I'll, I'll and the person sitting next the, to me, we're we're unlocked. We're unlocked. In the airport, though, like I, I'll, I'll, I'll always have my headphones in. But if I notice, like if I'm sitting down, and we're around just a bunch of Chiefs fans, and, and I'm sitting away from you guys or whatever, like how long, how long have you been a Chiefs fan for? You're from Casey. Like I, I might strike up a conversation, but it's. Very rare that I do that. Yeah, once if the person starts the conversation, I will gladly have the conversation. Yes. I'm not going to randomly go up to, and bug Seek somebody, bug somebody on the play or whatever. But if the person, if they, if I'm buckling in my seatbelt and they're like, oh, you know, they make some comment and they, the conversation goes from there. Yeah, I'll have a conversation. Oh, if I'm on the plane, I'm, the, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, if I'm on the plane, I, I'm zoned out. If if I'm in the airport well, again, and you're just hanging out and waiting for, to board or whatever, maybe. Yeah. But I do the yeah. like the the things that clearly indicate I'd like this conversation to be over. You do. It's very I'm not obvious, say Cody. It. I'm just gonna be like. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Mm. As you're and trying just, to put your, as you're I'm trying not honoring any real commentary. <laughs> as you're trying to put like, your headphones oh, so what on, do you, what do you think? What else? do you think of the game? Cody will be like, oh, oh, yeah. I, think, I think they're gonna win. Headphones <laughs> on. That's, that's good it. luck. Have a nice flight. <laughs> as you're putting the headphones uh, on, well, because of this, you're like, no. I, right. It depends on the time of the flight too, right? I mean, uh, sure. You know, it, it just the circumstance and you know and yeah. everything like that. But for the most part, yeah, I'll have my headphones in and I'll probably nod out for like 20 minutes. That's a random time on the flight too. I, I would know? assume you guys would be a lot more talkative on the way back here if the Chiefs do win, as opposed to we have a red-eye flight scheduled after the game that leaves Vegas at like 1.15 in the morning. We'll get back at 6 a.m. and then do our show at 10 a.m. And so that flight back is either going to be a rowdy back to KC Super Bowl win flight, which is what we're hoping, or it could be the most depressing flight back I've ever been on. Only going one of two ways, man. I don't know which way it's going. Yeah. I think the Chiefs are winning. If they win, then adrenaline just takes you through and the red-eye flight, I feel like you'll make it. You'll You'll be good. If they lose, it's it's going to be the worst flight experience of your life. Like someone's pointing out, they're like, I put on headphones when I was flying with a girlfriend, and she gave me a look of death. Even with my wife, I put on headphones. Uh, yeah. Talk to you after. Normally, I put on Live headphones. Together. I see you all the time. I, I normally put on headphones with my wife as well. As soon as the plane takes off, uh, I we're, we're normally in our, she'll put in her AirPods, I'll put on my yeah, my headphones agree. will be good. All right, coming up next here on Cody and Gold, which is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Info at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. We'll get into the coaching matchup in this game and one defensive trend that I think has to make you feel very good about the Chiefs' chances against the 49ers. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 